the most competitive guy. I, I mean, I would throw in Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas, oh, yeah. Kobe Bryant. It's basketball. It can't be, you know, you, you can't overthink it. Hey, everybody. Welcome in. Another edition of King and Foster on NRM Streamcast. Tom Mazaway in our studios. Terry Foster and Jimmy King out on location. We'll go out to them uh, in just a second. Hey, guys, I know we wanted to talk about this uh, today, but uh, the, the Rooney Rule in the NFL. The NFL was going to vote on enhancements to that Rooney Rule, which included giving teams draft picks for hiring a minority coach or general manager. But now breaking from Jim, uh, Jim Trotta of the NFL, NFL owners have tabled that resolution to incentivize the hiring of minority coaches and general managers. At least they will not vote on it today. But it uh, it was something that we wanted to chat about. And Terry, I'll leave it off. Lead it off with you. All right. My my first instinct was how insulting uh, that you have to do this. Agreed. To hire minority coaches, but. I would vote for it, and here's why. Because when you listen to a press conference and they just hire a coach or a general manager, here's one of the first things you hear. That's a good guy. I worked with him in Cleveland. I worked with him in Boston. I like him. He's a good personal friend. So what we have now is boys hiring my boy. I like this guy. You know, I'm – ahead of everything else if he's qualified or if i think he's going to bring a winner here first of all i have a relationship with him i like him so that's why we're getting these hires in the nfl so i want to see more black people get an opportunity to become a head coach and if you're not boys with the boys you're not at the club with these guys you have absolutely no shot and i think it's ridiculous do you know who wanted to coach here in detroit yeah, Tony Man. Dungy. Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy wanted to coach the Detroit Lions. He had no shot because every time a brother's, you know, he doesn't interview well, uh, he's too quiet, he's too this, they come up with all these roadblocks that prevent you from getting a job, and it's ridiculous. Tony Dungy, don't know if he would have succeeded here because the Lions are the worst organization in yep. pro sports. Correct. At least you would have had a guy that you know would have would have been a quality coach. Well, his his friend Jim Caldwell did very well here. He just couldn't. I mean, he didn't have enough time, obviously. Well, here here's the thing that I found funny. I think race played a role in that too. The Lions could go seven and nine, eight and eight until the moon fell out the sky. All of a sudden, for this mediocre organization. Nine and seven, all of a sudden, wasn't good enough, quote unquote. <laughs> right. You die for nine and seven now. You bet. Jimmy, what was your take on that? Did you read that article? What they were going to do? They were going to give you extra third, fourth, fifth round draft picks if you had a black head coach, and they'd give you more if you had a black general manager. And if you held on to them year after year, you would even gather more. Uh, you would move up in the draft. Oh, say you were picking 20th, but if you had Tony Dungy as your coach, they're moving you up, you're picking 10th. You're going to jump ahead of the team that had a worse record than you. <laughs> what a great rule. <laughs> let's, let's get it done. Let's get it, let's get it popping. What are we talking about here? It's well overdue. Let's, now they want to table it? Are they teasing us what's going on? Well, they're going to discuss it further. That's what they're going to do. Okay. 
So while discussing it further, if they're tabling that idea, they want to revisit the Rooney rule that they already have in place. How about just really enforcing that rule? Because every time, like we see, like Terry says, it's, you know, that's my boy. It's the good old boy network. They bring in their friend or somebody that they worked with before, which is clearly unfair because, you know, minorities have been uh, uh, not able to be on that in, in that position. So it's just, you know, a retread. Um, <clears throat> now, you know, they, they bring this idea and they want to uh, table it. I mean, what's the point of, I mean, why not just, uh, if they really wanted to, you know, save face or, or be like, our bad, we really didn't mean to neglect this rule that we set in place, then we're going to do a catch-up provision for the next 10, 15 years or whatever that may be, you know, cool. But um, we need to, you know, do something about it because it's, it's clear, it's blatant, and, uh, you know, that day and time is over. I got to be honest, guys. Uh as a Lions fan, if Mike Tomlin wanted to come here, I would I would be the first guy in line to grab him from the Steelers and bring him here. That's how much I like Mike Tomlin. But I don't think it's it's a good rule to be honest with you. I don't think you have to you should be forced to hire a minority person. It sucks that there aren't any aren't as many as there should be. If you're a good football man, you should be you should have a job and you know, Bob Quinn, his buddy was Matt Patricia. We understand that. Matt Patricia was all oh, the rage because he coached under Bill Belichick. And we know the Belichick tree hasn't been really, really good. It's kind of dried fruit, if you ask me. But I don't like the rule that this is – I think it would be bullshit, honestly. If my Lions were picking 10th and the Cardinals had uh, Terry Foster as the head coach, they're going to jump ahead of me? They just made the playoffs. Now they're going to let him go up 10 spots above me? I think that's horseshit. All right, Maz, let me ask you this. Are you as upset if I if uh, the Lions uh, said, you know, I'm hiring uh, Matt Patricia because I worked with him and I liked him? Were, were, you, were you as upset about the reasoning for hiring him or the fact that Russ Thomas was the general manager here because he's boys with the owner? Right. Or – Hired Matt Chuck Schmidt because, because they liked him. Were you as offended when you heard that as you are about this rule? No, I was not. I was not. Because let's say I was the general manager of a team, and I wanted to bring you two on my team. You guys are my friends. I want my friends to work for me. As long as you guys are good and know what you're talking about, I'd want you at my side. Okay. I don't blame people for that. But what if they're not good? And I think you should get the best candidate, someone you think is going to win, because this, even though you own the organization, it's not about you. It's about the fans. It's about that guy that shells out his 50 bucks or 100 bucks, or $150, whatever he does on Sunday, to bring them the best quality product that you can. The Detroit Lions have not done that. It's, this, the Lions have been the poster boy for the good old boy network, and I don't hear anyone being offended by that part of it. But then you look at the record, hasn't gotten them anywhere. No. You should I'm, be offended. No, it's it's terrible to be a Lions fan. We all know that. We joke about it. We laugh about it. But I secretly cry about it. I mean, they are, like you said, they are the worst franchise in all of sports. All of sports. There's no team in the NFL 
that hasn't made a Super Bowl besides us and the Jacksonville Jaguars and the and the Texans. Those two are expansion teams. There's no right. there's no rhyme or reason for how it works here. But to have that rule being forced on you, I don't like it. I don't like it. I think, no, it's not. No, it shouldn't be forced. It should be organic. And and, yes. and again, what we're talking about, what we're the day and times that we're living in. But um, and 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 it's just crazy that in 2020 we're you know we're addressing this. Um, <clears throat> you know what what is really going on at the uh, at the level at the executive level or the ownership level that that we actually have to consider what we're talking about. I mean, we're talking, that's, that's, that's real life, what we're talking about. And there's a lot of people that have uh, worked their tails off and haven't been able to get the opportunity they deserve. And then there's others who kind of walk through the door because of who they know or a color of their skin. So, you know, at t- today's day and age, right, we just got to call it what it is, you know, call a spade a spade. And it's clear what's really going on. And if they don't start really enforcing it this time, then it it clearly has to be drastic measures uh, to force a team to. Uh, and, and, and like you said, Maz, if that's the scenario where the team missed a playoff and they hired <laughs> Terry as the coach and they jump over you guys. Well, best yeah. believe guys are going to start, you know, yeah. putting people in the right positions. So, hey, it, it 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 is what it is. It's horrible. It sucks, really. And, and it's really insulting it that, um, you know, that, that we have to sit up here and uh, discuss equality 50 years after – uh, so many people died in in the civil rights fights. No doubt about it, guys. Insulting, but necessary, unfortunately. Because this league is not going to change. They've had the Rooney Rule. They've had all kinds of rules and everything, and just not happening. So, who would you have made a coach, Terry, that hasn't become a head coach yet? Do you have any guys in mind? I mean, like Joe Green. Mean Joe Green, he was an assistant with the Cardinals. He was an assistant with the Steelers. We all know Mean Joe Green. Uh, Mike Singletary, he had an opportunity to be a head coach, and he kind of flamed out on it. I liked Singletary. Matter of fact, I wanted the Lions to hire him. You know, these are players that I grew up loving, and I want to see them do things, but they were assistants, and I don't know, man. I I guess I I really don't. I don't have an answer. I do. Eric Bianami. Yeah, Bianami. Yeah. Offensive yep. coordinator, supposed to be a real smart guy on that. And in the NFL, if you want your next head coach, I prefer to be an offensive mind rather than the G- defensive guy. So I would, you know, call Bianami. I I would have uh I, w- I would have called him last time. He's an offensive mind. Yep. You got to be creative offensively if you want to l- win in this league and be decent defensively. Now, what happened to a guy, the, the guy with the Cardinals, Steve Wilkes? They gave him one year, and they got rid of him. I mean, you know, that's not a fair. That's not that was not fair, and that's kind of the thing that's pushed this to the forefront now. Guys like him only getting one year. There was another gentleman too, 
that got let go after one year. Never mind Jim Caldwell not getting another chance. And I know he got sick after he left here. He had health problems. He was with the Dolphins and had health problems. And I, I know he's getting better now. But there was another head coach that only had one year as well. It'll come to me in a second. But things like that, you know, you're not giving him a second or third chance. to, to And Matt Patricia's got his third year here, you know. We all know what's gone on here so far. He probably shouldn't have gotten a job to begin with. He had a bad history that came out after he got hired. Uh, we, you know, as a society here in Detroit, we fell for the New England fake. Uh, well, he's with New England, so you must know what's going on. Here, here's the criteria for my coaches: you have to be a coordinator. But I want somebody who's worked for two or three organizations because even if it's a bad one, because then you can, let's say you worked on the Belichick, you see how he worked, but see how somebody else does it. Even if it's wrong, because you can learn from that, grow from that, and move on. So um, I think the Lions should do that sometimes. And, and here's what the Lions fail to do. They can't find the next great whatever. They have to try. They tried uh, Bobby Ross because he won a Super Bowl in San Diego. Um, you know, they, they tried. Matt uh, Millen. Matt Millen. Tried, yeah, the, the Matt Millen thing. I'll tell you a story about Matt Millen. The day of the press conference, I talked to one of Matt Millen's friends. And the guy was heartbroken. And he said, Matt doesn't know what he's doing. Um, now, he was almost crying to me on the phone because uh, he didn't want to see Matt fail. He knew he was going to fail. So at the press conference, they had it at the uh, the Marriott in Pontiac. I remember. I was there. I was there. I I, um, I was in this this back room with Bill Ford Jr. We just so happened to be there. And I, I told him, now that we've had the press conference hiring Matt, do us all a favor. Go back out there and say it was all a joke. I'm firing the guy right now because it's going to be a disaster. He kind of laughed at all. Oh, Terry. Oh. I said, no, I'm serious. <laughs> fire the guy right now. <laughs> Not only didn't he fire him, but he rehired him. <laughs> no, the dad did. The dad did. Not yes. The, not the son. Right. Exactly. There are only three Thank black you. head coaches right now as we speak. Three of them. You have uh, Mike Tomlin, Miami's got Brian Flores, and L.A.'s got uh, Anthony Lynn, the Chargers. And he almost got fired last year. They made a, a decent run at the end of the year to, to keep his job. So this is he's probably on his last leg as well if the Chargers don't do something this year. You better hope, you better hope that rookie come in and perform well. He better. He better. Herbert. Yep, Justin Herbert from Oregon. 70% of the NFL players, by the way, are African-American. And three head coaches are African American. That's where we are, and that's where we are. Yep, the stigma remains. So you're good enough to play for me, but you can't run run my team, right? Yep. So I could you can take orders, but you can't give orders. Shucks. That, that's the, that's the way it goes. But I mean, but we we as black people, we've been through so much in the NFL. Uh, I did a story for, uh, I think it was the Sporting News. I did a freelancer thing about blacks trying to be quarterbacks. And, um, you know, we weren't smart enough to do it, too athletic, you know, just all kinds of 
crappy stereotypes. And in fact, when I did it, you know, it was on the cover of Rodney Pete. And Rodney Pete ended up being the uh, quarterback of the Detroit Lions. He was at USC at the time. But I remember doing a freelance story on lack of black quarterbacks. Uh, in the sports world, you couldn't have five brothers on the court at the same time and win. Basketball, they used to say that. Uh, you couldn't have a black catcher. Uh, you couldn't have a black pitcher. Uh, you, 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 now you can't have black coaches. I mean, they just go on. All these stupid little stereotype things just keep happening now. And I, I guess coaching is the last action now. Hey, listen to this, guys. This is the list of black head coaches in NFL history. It's not that long. You ready? Tony Dungy. Ready. Jim Caldwell. Anthony Lynn, Dennis Green, Herm Edwards, Hugh Jackson, Tom Flores, who I never really knew was African-American. How about that? I didn't hear How about this? Romeo Cornell, Art Shell, Marvin Lewis, Raheem Morris. I think he lasted like six games. Ray Rhodes, Mike Singletary, Todd Bowles. Steve Wilkes, who was let go by the Cardinals two years ago. Brian Flores. Vance Joseph was the guy I was trying to think of. The Broncos gave him one year. And Fritz Pollard was the very first way back when. <laughs> in the uh, Back in the day. I don't know when the hell he was uh, the first African-American head coach, but it was Fritz Pollard. There's your list of black head coaches in NFL history. Two of those brothers wanted to uh, coach the Lions. Dungy and who? Tony and Denny Green. Denny Green wanted to coach here? Yes. I didn't I know that. he was fired Arizona or something. He, he wanted to try. There's people who actually want to help this franchise out. And, and one guy who wanted to help him out, either as a consultant or front office guy, they told him, now we're good, was Bill Parcells. I know. You broke my heart with that one. Don't bring yeah, that up Bill to Parcells, me. You had, um, oh geez, you had Don Shula in your organization. Yeah. The, the 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 guys that built the Pittsburgh Steelers in the front office. Colbert. Yeah, Colbert and and uh, Ron Hughes. And those, yeah. They were with the Lions first. Yeah, I know. And uh, we're good. Go ahead. Go build a championship somewhere <laughs> hey, else. Hey, Martin Mayhew's doing pretty good in San Francisco. I mean, he's helping out. Uh, uh, what the hell is his name? The GM, former 49er. But, oh. but you know what? He, he Minahan had a good run with the Cowboys. Right. Here, here's where you lost me with uh, Martin May Mayhew. I was at the uh, – we're at Ford Field, and Matt Millen, who uh, – we, we had a pretty good relationship despite the fact that I used to rip his ass. Matt Millen said, I want to tell you about Martin Mayhew. This guy's a stud. As soon as he told me that, I'm like, I want nothing to do with Martin Mayhew. I disagree with you. I disagree really? with you. I think he could. I think he still could be an excellent general manager. I will. Well, yeah, you lost me there, brother. You want to bring him back here? I woulda. I tell you, I tell you what, Matt. Here, here, here's what we do. Um, you can hire a GM. You can hire Martin Mayhew, but here's the, if he works out, I'm going to give you a $10 million bonus. If he doesn't work out, you have to walk Woodward <laughs> and have somebody ringing a bell saying, shame, shame. 
<laughs> I got to wear a okay. sandwich board. Right. Are you still going to hire him? Do you have that much faith in him? Sure. Com- compared to what I have now? What the hell? Don't forget, Mart- Martin Mayhew's Lions almost won a playoff game. They had it stolen from them by the Cowboys. You forget? If, if they, they win it. that, if they win that game, he might win another couple of playoff games. He still might be the general manager. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Hey, they almost won a playoff game with Chuck Schmidt and Russ <laughs> Thomas. Do I want to hire them? Hell no. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> King and Foster here on NRM Streamcast. I only got a few minutes to go, Terry. So take your next subject. No, 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 no. Would you hire him if those are the parameters? If he works out, I give you $10 million. If he doesn't work out, you have to walk down Woodward naked with uh, not naked with Jimmy ringing the bell saying shame. Not naked. Shame. Can I have my boxers on at least and a T-shirt? No, no, no. got to do naked, just like the queen did in Game of Thrones. So do you, <laughs> do you still want to hire him? I don't know. Let me, let me time to think oh, about it. No, I don't. I don't want to see your your butt naked body going up and down, Woodward, brother. Thanks, man. So don't I do appreciate it. it. Thank you. All right, I'm, I'm I'm looking out for you. All right, James, have a question for you. Yes, sir. One thing that we learned about the uh, Last Dance: Michael Jordan was a great basketball player, right? Bam. Also, he was a great pitchman. Uh, you know, with Nike and Gatorade and Haynes. Who is the guy today, locally and nationally, who could be or is the pitchman that would at least grab your attention and say, you know what, I'm going to look at this product. This guy has the charisma, he has the chops, and he has whatever to pitch a product now. Who is today's pitchman in sports right now? In any sport? Well, overall. Overall, it's Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal has more commercials, more endorsements. He owns more franchises than any athlete, uh, in my recollection. I know there are a lot of guys. Jamal Mashburn, who has a, a very uh, big portfolio, uh, but he's not in the front of the in front of the camera. Shaquille O'Neal uh, owns and he promotes and markets. So the biggest star today uh, who isn't playing, because when he was asking the question, I was trying to think about, you know, who would be today uh, that was playing. And I would say, you know, LeBron. But but when but when you, you know, think about it, uh, just the exposure, it's clearly Shaquille. All right. Here's your here's your deal. We're coming out with a king clothing line and you want it to work. Who are you hiring to be your pitchman? This is the this is going to be the face of uh, the King Clothing Line shoes, socks, and whatever else you're going to put out there. See, now you're going to have me put on my marketing hat because see now <laughs> when you talk about fashion, it's difficult to have someone like Shaquille that wears a size 22 to make a shoe look <laughs> good, or you know that has a size I don't know whatever uh, weighs triple X or quadruple X, whatever. Um, he's not that so, big. Yeah, he's pretty you know, big. Uh, Matt, you know what he used to wear? What? You know what was underneath his uniform? What? His girdle. Really? <laughs> he wore a girdle. 
Come yeah. on. Serious. Where is he? Wore a girdle. Oh, he had like little stuff in him. No damn girdle. Maybe man. it was for his. Maybe it was for his yeah. back. Maybe it was for his back. You mean to tell me to kill was, was getting the boards and moving everybody out the way while yeah. he was twisting, working out yeah. a girdle? <laughs> he had he had a girdle and it had little studs in it. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Man, where you get your info? Where you get your info? Right, (laughs) Jimmy. You, Jimmy, you only got like you only got like thirty seconds, Jimmy. Who's your guy for King Clothing? Who it would be? Yeah, would be Steph Curry. Steph Curry, I love that. Build. He has a slim build, right? He's light skinned. Because I know, right, we're talking about the markets. We want to be across the board. Because I know people have issues with dark skin. But I do love my dark skin people. But we're talking about the market. But if I was to change the market, I would go with... How about this uh, guy? How about J.J. Watts? J.J. Watts. J.J. Watts? Nah. Yes. Nah. He's on everything now. I'm gonna go with Gronk because of his personality. Okay. Gronk is more relatable. Everybody knows the Gronk. That's true. Hey guys, right. we gotta we gotta wrap it up, boys. That was a quickie. Nice job. Yeah, it went fast. It went fast. It went fast. Hey, we'll talk to well, you guys in a we'll talk to you guys in a couple of days. Stay healthy. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring out Shaquille O'Neal's shoe. I got a shoe of his in my basement next time. Get his girdle <laughs> too. Get his girdle. I don't have the <laughs> All right, fellas. We'll talk to you later. It's King and Foster on NRM Streamcast. Tom Azoe in our studios. Jimmy King and Terry Foster. We'll see you next time. Thanks to David and Angel behind the scenes. Uh, who knows what's coming up next? I think it's Darren McCarty. We'll see. A surprise coming up next on NRM Streamcast.